Well, here we are. It is time, Simba. If you understand that reference, you might be about the age where we should be working together. It's possible. But it is now one of three times a year that I'm accepting clients for my freedom framework, overcoming food sensitivities and increasing energy without unnecessary restriction. My goal for my one-on-one clients is to take them through frameworks and explore tools for achieving 50, 80, 90% of their goals in just a few months and show them how to continue to heal on their own so they don't need me anymore. Honestly, I think we're doing great one-on-one work here, helping women that would otherwise be falling through the cracks, thinking that they're just aging, that they're just moms, that they just, and it may be true that they just have stress when really those stress hormones and their other core systems just really need some serious support and some serious love to serve them for years to come without symptoms. So if you'd like to clear inflammation, eczema, food sensitivities, or improve energy and brain clarity, I'd love to chat with you. You can book a call with me at kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, and that link will be in the show notes. Welcome to The Less Stressed Life, all about making this your time to feel freaking awesome about your life, health, and happiness. This podcast of The Less Stressed Life is hosted by Krista Bigler. Krista is an integrative registered dietitian nutritionist who specializes in reducing food-related stress, inflammation, and symptoms of food sensitivities. She brings over a decade of nutrition expertise and playing with her food to the table. From coaching, teaching, writing, and work within a major food company to behind the scenes for a health celebrity. To learn more, visit lessstresslife.com. Hey there, friends. Last time we talked, I told you the next episode would be all about supplements based on some questions I've gotten from some readers. So I am, or listeners, haha. So I'm really excited to talk a lot about supplements today, which is a bit of a large topic that I'm going to kind of condense into a small topic. But first, Kitchen Ninja Tips. It is harvest season, right, in the gardens, and something I've been getting a lot of is beets. Now, before you go ahead and turn up your nose, I didn't really think I ever liked beets either. I wanted to give you a couple ways to prepare them that I think is wonderful. So uh, beets, why? First, why would you even care? Well, anything that's really rich in color is really dense in nutrition. So beets, very, very dense. Like, it literally changes the color of your waist. So don't be alarmed when you eat beets or eat beet chips or anything with that really um, vibrant reddish purple color. It's amazing. So very, very nutritious, very good for liver health. And one way I really like to make them, and this uh, recipe was inspired by my sister-in-law, and then I've kind of remixed it a couple different ways. So I like to chop up beets and sweet potatoes, or you could use a winter squash. And this is a little fancy. You could just drizzle olive oil on it. But if you want to be a little fancier, you could take some coconut oil, melt it on the stovetop, and put some cayenne and cumin in it, maybe a teaspoon of each, whatever you want, and kind of let that heat up just a touch so it blooms. The scent blooms and kind of opens up a bit. You can do that, or you can just sprinkle it in, uh, you know, in your large bowl. So chopped up veggies, root veggies, onion in this, so amazing. Go ahead and chop those up. Drizzle some type of healthy oil. And then your seasonings, salt it with mineral or sea salt. That would be ideal because of the great nutrients there, right? Because bleach table salt really doesn't have anything except it's fortified nutrient. So go ahead with a mineral or a sea salt is more nutritious. And then roast that. And when you're roasting vegetables, you can, in, let's go easy cleanup too. So on parchment paper, that way you pretty much just throw away the paper and it's kind of like once and done. Go ahead and make a whole bunch of that. 
and then you can bake it or roast it uh, 400 or 425, 15 or 20 minutes. The beets do take a lot longer to cook through. So those are delicious warm. Uh, you can do some lemon juice on it if you if you like, maybe some parsley if you've got it handy, or don't, whatever works for you. It's really delicious. You can also switch up those flavors a lot if you want as well. And then the leftovers I take and put over greens or salad the next day and some nuts like uh, maybe some pumpkin seeds or um, pine nuts or something like that and do the dressing. And it's kind of a two for one thing, right? So redo it the next day. Another way to do beets is to um, shred them kind of like a hash brown into a slaw or a lot of people boil them and then um, cook them up with a little butter or do them kind of like a sour a baked potato, like with sour cream. And that's fine too. When you boil them, you do lose nutrition from the color coming out, right? That those, those awesome nutrients coming out in the water. And some people say it kind of loses a little bit of a flavor. So I'd prefer to roast or bake them typically. So that is Kitchen Ninja tip for today. So today we're gonna talk a little bit about supplements. And today's supplement question comes from Heather. She has a lot of questions about supplements and I'm gonna kind of uh, refocus after we have these, after we read her question. So I hear a lot of different conversations about supplements, she says. My main questions are, what are the necessary labs to ask for? What supplements are key, if any, and quality brands? I know when possible, nutrients should come from food, but we tend to be insufficient with some anyhow, like vitamin D. So let me know what you think. And she kind of talks about some supplements that she's ordered and some different ones she's heard about, um, magnesium, collagen, different things, sleeping, etc. So great questions. And I'm going to kind of reel way back and just go um, make sure you understand some of the foundational things a little bit first. So let's talk about um, really all about supplements and how they're regulated. So supplements aren't regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. And kind of, I'm okay with this. Like, it's really nice to have third-party testing and for independent companies and to know which ones have high quality. But I'm sort of okay with the government not patrolling something that they don't understand, right? Um, And this is not political, but it's kind of like when they're governing healthcare, but they don't really understand the background of it. And I can say this pretty objectively as a healthcare professional, it's hard to watch that, right? Because it's hard to kind of make everything work. And so I feel like actually the integrity of supplements would degrade more if they were regulated in some ways. And we don't really have to have that debate. But there are outside third-party testers. So some really high-quality supplement brands have outside testing done. And uh, otherwise, there's websites like labdoor.com and other... um, testing sites where you can go and look up reviews for that supplement where they've taken that supplement, bought it from any kind of vendor, and then uh, looked at what kind of purities there. This is a big deal for fitness supplements of like the vast majority. I wish I remember the percentage. It's very, very, very high percentage of fitness type supplements have heavy metals in them. So that's a big issue, right? Because that's adding another stressor onto our already overloaded immune system or stressed body and causes more trouble. So we want to be careful about quality uh, supplements. So let's just step back before we even talk a lot more about types and qualities and brands and just talk about should you even take supplements. (laughs) And actually, I've kind of wavered through this feeling a lot over the years, actually. And I really want to summarize it in one sentence. When we know better, we do better. So the more you learn, the better you're going to do. And that's really the best you can do right now is with what you know. So if you just stick to that, that's okay. So let's just talk about maybe a case for supplements. So 
it's not that food is maybe half as nutritious as it was like a hundred years ago. And that's because we farm the same soil and farmers do use cover crops or do try to rotate crops to um, make sure they're not depleting the nutrition too much. But the last I knew it was, I think it was USDA's own data that showed that food was half as nutritious as it was a hundred years ago. Uh, I would say less than 10% of the population eats the recommended five cups of fruits and veggies each day. And those two food groups are the most nutrient dense. So if you're skipping the most nutrient dense things, well, there's a good chance that that's not working. Let's talk about another reason, even if you are eating really healthy. And this is kind of, this is where the distinction really falls. What if you're eating really healthy? You're eating five cups of fruits and veggies a day, but you're still having issues. You're tired all the time. You have symptoms um, like your skin's out of whack or, or things like that. Those are signs that you might have some type of, uh, maybe you got leg cramps as a really common sign of particular nutrient deficiencies. Um, so if you have something like that going on, you might not be absorbing all that amazing nutrition you're, you have. So it's thought that a really large percent of the population has gut issues. And so our intestines, especially our small intestines, where we absorb most of our nutrition. So if we have any problems with that, so there's a lot of things that can cause issues with that stress in general, antibiotic and medication usage, um, for me, chlorine seemed to be a trigger. Uh, chlorine is an, just another word for bleach, right? Um, and that's in our water. So just so, so, so many things. And I didn't mean to target just a few things because it really could be anything. I have people where they'll start having issues with foods at pregnancy or after pregnancy. So any kind of like traumatic thing or a car accident, I have someone have start having major issues after car accidents. It's just any kind of major stress. And that can come in many different ways, right? It can come as regular stress. It can come as an environmental toxin. It can come as an imbalance of bacteria, fungus, um, whatever, right? So, so there's those things. So it's absorption. Are you able to absorb nutrients properly? And then you might have another issue. So, um, this is a problem for sure. Some people don't make the right thing to absorb that nutrient. For example, when people are B12 deficient, they don't have the right thing in their stomach to help absorb that. And that can make them feel terrible, like a ton of weird unrelated things like tingling feet and weird low-grade fevers and uh, just crazy, crazy, crazy fatigue. So um, yeah, so one thing, people aren't eating very well, right? We're not getting the most nutrient-dense things we can eat. And two, along with it, and these sometimes go together, um, people aren't absorbing them, okay? So there's a couple, couple cases for supplements there, probably, okay? But should you always just take the same thing over and over and over? Probably not. And it just kind of depends on the type of supplement. So let's talk about probably one of my most favorite things that I need you to know at the end of this episode is the difference between different high quality supplements. So for example, and this is my favorite analogy, let's talk about a pregnant mom. Probably you've known someone who took a prenatal vitamin and she felt sick or felt like she had to eat something with the prenatal, probably because of that synthetic iron that's in there. So most stuff you go buy off a shelf is going to be a synthetic form of nutrients. So it means it was really created in a lab. Whereas there's other types of multivitamins that are called whole food multivitamins. And those are ground up whole fruits and vegetables and foods. Um, and I would, we would say that those are superior because we, we're pretty smart, but we're not that smart. We can't really replicate nature. If we could, our health care system and status would look probably a lot better if we could really replicate nature. So nutrition really 
plays off of cofactors, like certain nutrients play off of each other. They help um, absorb each other. Some are, you know, repel each other. So when you grind up things that go together, you're going to have natural cofactors and synergistic compounds that make for better absorption and utilization for your body. So I see this very commonly where someone gets, they maybe have a stomachache after a, a synthetic prenatal, but if they have a whole food prenatal, it's no problem. And there's just a kind of a fun analogy to talk about whole food versus synthetic. Now, I was really all about the whole food um, supplements, and then I started focusing on food sensitivities. Sometimes when you have a food sensitivity, we need to really stick to a very, very clean item that doesn't have a lot of other ingredients in there. Um, so we can isolate and really make sure we're repleting just that nutrient that's deficient or the ones that kind of go together that are deficient without reactive compounds. Uh, so if someone's reactive to beef, I probably avoid a gelatin capsule because it's made out of beef. If they're reactive to uh, soy, well, I need something that's not in soybean oil because that's a thing. A lot of cheaper supplements um, actually there was a study you know, quite a few years ago, it was in the press about people taking antioxidant supplements, which antioxidants like vitamin C, vitamin E, and we won't go into too much of what that's, what that means exactly, but some basic supplements, um, basic stuff that you're familiar with. And basically it showed an increase in mortality was the big headline. Well, yeah, there was, there's probably no, uh, there was probably no standards for quality at that time, right? So if you go pick up garbage supplement for $5 off the shelf at big box store, et cetera, you know, it's going to be a lot different than one that ha has been uh, created with a lot more integrity, uh, doesn't have, you know, isn't using um, like a, a bad, uh, not as healthy oil for the carrier. And that kind of stuff can make a big difference. So if that stuff isn't controlled for in a study, then I think it's it it kind of changes the whole spectrum. So when I say uh, synthetic, so one example is ascorbic acid is vitamin C, but that's the synthetic form, right? Um, a whole food isolate might mean just a single component from a whole food, whereas a whole food extract it would be like a green tea extract or tuna oil or buckwheat juice, so it's partially the whole food. And then the whole food is like carrot powder or kale or flax meal or something like that. And those things are foods, but they also have a lot of benefits too. And like Heather said in her question, we really should get our nutrients from food first, but sometimes things break down and we need to replete. That's one of the steps in um, the process of how I work with people. You sometimes have to replete to get ahead, right? So that way you can just nourish with food. So let's talk about should you take supplements forever or not? Well, that really depends. If your diet sucks uh, and you're not fixing the root cause of things absorbing, yeah, you might need some supplements forever. Another reason you might have a need for a supplement are certain genetic things. So uh, I recently had my genetics analyzed by my friend who is um, a genetic genius. And we were talking about how in my genetics, I'm predisposed to not being very good at um, my liver getting rid of certain things. So I was maybe going to be deficient in this one nutrient, choline. And so we talked a little bit about what that means and kind of the whole genetic pathway. And it really kind of opened my eyes to thinking, I'd really gotten into thinking, yeah, I don't really want to have to be on supplements forever. But there are certain situations, maybe a genetic situation, especially, I had mentioned this before, some people do have this issue where they can't really make the thing that helps 
um, absorb B12. And those people need B12 shots or it's like a slow death. And that's called uh, pernicious anemia. So there's definitely certain cases where you need nutrients or supplements long term. If you're not going to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, you might benefit from supplements. Or another idea that I'm really a big fan of is cycling. And so next when I talk about different great supplements that are kind of broad spectrum that everyone seems to need a little bit of, I love the idea of cycling and pulsing and um, rotating them. Okay. So the first one that I want to mention is uh, the whole food multi. And I kind of already touched on this before. You can get a lot of bang for your buck with a whole food multi, right? And it just takes care of lots of things all in one. So that makes things really easy. Um, so really nice. One of the, I was giving um, some some lip service to prenatal vitamins earlier. So one of my favorite prenatal whole food multis um, is new chapter prenatal. And I haven't looked at the ingredients for Rainbow Bright, but I think that that's another whole food multi. And I'm sure there's lots more out there now. Another uh, supplement that I think that people can benefit from are probiotics. Now, should you just randomly take probiotics the same one forever? Um, No, not really. And there's a lot more to probiotics, probiotics. So probiotics are good bacteria that you take in. And let me just give you a quick analogy about um, bacteria. So we have so many bacteria in our body, like the amount of species in the Amazon is one analogy that I've heard. So when we take antibiotics, and it's on our skin, it's everywhere, right? And so we really, they're like good soldiers and bad soldiers, and we really want more good soldiers. Well, imagine you spray a lawn and it's dead. What comes up first, the grass or or weeds, right? So weeds come up first. And so bad bacteria, it's very easy for a bacterial imbalance. That's why it's like so widespread to have a bacterial imbalance, which causes, you know, constipation and all kinds of other problems. Um... But it's really easy to do that because of our use of antibiotics or antibiotic type things, right? Which antibiotics are useful and necessary for life, but we haven't given enough service to repleting good bacteria. I work with some very ill complex medical status um, clients in uh, a place where I do some contract work. And it makes me want to hit my head against the wall when I see how long it takes before someone gets on a dose of probiotics of some sort. Anyway, I won't digress into that. Uh, We want to make sure that it's uh, different strains of probiotics do different things. So I won't go into all of that business. One question I get a lot about probiotics is, okay, how should I do that with antibiotics if they cut out, you know, if they kill all the good bacteria? Well, usually we like to do that four hours afterwards. So that way um, the antibiotics don't necessarily kill off all the probiotics. And then another thing you want to do with probiotics is don't, you don't need to stick to the same one over and over and over. Because if you're just sticking to like one or two or three strains and your body is diverse as, you know, the world's ecosystem, just on your own micro level, (laughs) why would you just have like two species of birds? You know, like you have so many, why would you just limit yourself and pigeonhole yourself to those couple species if you don't even know if they're exactly what you need? So that's a little bit about probiotics. Another one that is very useful for a lot of people is an omega-3 fatty acid. And people just seem to get burnt out on omegas. Um, Let me talk real quick about omega-6 versus 3. So I talked a little bit about this on Facebook when we had the podcast launch party, but... The thing with omega-6, omega-3 is real quick, is that omegas, we need both. We just have a little bit of an imbalance because of our standard American diet. So um, 
uh, oils that are higher in omega-6 or maybe like sunflower oil, soybean oil, vegetable oils, things that we tend to get more in abundance of than some of the omega-3 oils like olive oil. So our goal in fish oil, fatty fish and salmon and things like that. So um, our goal is to bring the ratio, which is currently maybe more like 16 to 1 of 6 of omega-6 and omega-3 more like down to four to one. And so we want to kind of bump that up. And there's a lot of other great benefits too. you know, fats are wonderful, you know, they have different omega threes for uh, all types of things, right? For brain health, there's tons of research on that. Um, eyesight, um, just anything you can think of. My favorite omega company, which is Nordic Naturals, who does third party testing, because you know, that's a big problem, right? Fish have heavy metal issues. It's really important and it's expensive, but it's really important if you're going to do an omega three to have a really high quality one. And I should, you know, if we should put in the show notes, um, we should get a discount code for you. So we'll do that in the show notes. If you go to lessstresslife.com, I will include some links to these different supplements and we'll see if we can get some discounts in case you're interested or you just want to learn more about them. And really high quality supplement brands also have great research or data on their websites typically. Okay. So we talked about a whole food multi. We talked about probiotics, talked a little bit about an omega-3, which is also an anti-inflammatory, right? It helps um, just kind of reduce that immune, um, that, uh, that inflammation, uh, And so, and then let's talk about just a couple more. So immune support, I really think that's a good one to pulse, right? Especially for winter. So we know vitamin D is important and we know that we're not getting as much sunlight in the winter. So vitamin D is important. And I was talking to another health coaching type friend um, recently. We were on a trip together and and she had a real beef about um, people just blindly taking random supplements and not really knowing the best quality. And so I just wanted to speak a little bit about D. So it's great if you can get outside and make D through your skin because that's where we get D, right? But um, your body is kind of a manufacturing plant and it has a lot of processes to go through before it can turn that D onto active D3. The last place it stops. So you'll hear different functional providers talk about maybe they'll be in California and have patients coming in with low D. Well, why is that? Maybe one of their motors is broke down in their factory. I'm not sure because there's so many places it has to stop to really get manufactured properly into that active form. For example, when I work with people with kidney disease, it used to drive me crazy. They'd come over with oral vitamin D2. So active D3 is the active ready to use form. They'd come over with oral acti- or oral vitamin D2, which is, you know, one step under D3. And the last place for the factory to finish um, manufacturing the D is the kidneys. So their provider had no idea, you know, about vitamin D synthesis. And so um, that oral D was possibly useless and they, unless they had a little bit of kidney function left. But recently I did see some headlines about how D2 was sort of going away as a supplement which makes sense. Maybe one of the reasons that D2 is out there as a supplement versus like just the ready to go form is because um, I believe most plant-based forms of vitamin D are uh, D2. Maybe because they don't have kidneys. That makes the most sense to me. Uh, Kind of like, let me just go off on a tangent real quick. Have you ever noticed, remember when peanut butter used to say cholesterol-free? You know why that was so funny to people? 
because um, cholesterol is naturally made in the liver and peanuts don't have livers. So of course, peanut butter was naturally cholesterol free. Thanks, marketing. <laughs> anyway, just comedy. Comedy hour over here. So we talked about whole food multi, probiotics, talked about, um, so immune support, vitamin C is great for immune support. Just like, there's a lot of things. I would just, we could do a whole segment on immune support. And and that can just be a good thing to kind of pulse and do um, throughout the right seasons, right? Uh I will mention, though, real quick about immune support and probiotics at the same time. Sometimes I'll have people request, they'll have, you know, like a friend or something will have a kid that's got some kind of a bug, a flu bug thing, and we know their bacteria is off, right? They're vomiting or got diarrhea, and so they'll ask me for some probiotics. Well, I'm happy to give you some probiotics, but it's sort of like throwing a glass of water on the fire. You know, you're better off with um, fueling and stoking that fire early or, um, I kind of said that in reverse. Basically, you want to be supporting that stuff before it gets to a fire stage, right? So it's both probiotics and prebiotics. Prebiotics are great fiber, back found in your fruits and vegetables, by the way. Um, And that's stuff that you got to start a lot earlier, maybe, than when you got a full on fire. Sure, doesn't hurt to pour some water on that fire, does it? But for the full benefits, for great immune function, there's probably a lot of pieces to that. And uh, we build that you know, we build that throughout the year, really. And honestly, kids getting in the dirt and uh, playing in the dirt and getting dirty. um, A lot of experts, gut health experts and microbiome experts will say that that's a fantastic way to increase the good quality of bacteria that you have. In fact, there's, you know, um, there's probiotics made out of dirt. And I, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. Um, It's kind of, debated whether what's better than the other, right? Um, Some are made from animals or human tracks, and then some are made out of dirt. So kind of just depends. Anyway, a little bit of digression here. And then lastly, a lot of people, um, when our diets are kind of standard American diets, you can kind of benefit from some type of digestive enzyme. And that just sometimes, um, you don't necessarily go out and need to go out and buy something, a specific digestive enzyme. And it really depends on all the other pieces you have going on. But if you have, you know, a product where it's all in one, sure doesn't hurt, right? So digestive enzymes are just great to help break down. You need enzymes to do every kind of biochemical process in the body. Um, So you can get enzymes from any kind of raw food. But if you're not eating raw food and you're just eating cooked food or boxed food, you're not really getting enzymes to break down that food. So some people really benefit from digestive enzymes just to get things going, especially because a lot of us have some... uh, you know, our bowel habits aren't the healthiest. So I hope that this was a little bit useful for you today. It's really just kind of the tip of the iceberg, the very top overview of some of my favorite uh, talking points about supplements. Uh, You know, why you may or may not need them. Should you take them forever? Kind of depends on your very unique situation. Uh, What are some places you could possibly start? And then let's just talk real quick about some brands. So I mentioned one for prenatal and there's a lot of great ones. And really, you got to do your own research and you got to be diligent about it. But I tend to um, promote uh, high quality supplements that I know are pure and that the companies stand behind and don't have a problem with. So one whole food supplement brand that I have used in the past, I don't use now because of my food sensitivity clients. There are too many ingredients. I can't isolate that was standard process. You cannot buy that on Amazon. You can only buy that from, you can, but it's um, very likely not real. It's probably a fake and that's... (laughs) 
not safe for you and you'll get price gouged. Um, so Amazon might not be your best place to buy supplements, by the way. Um, you will need to buy a lot of some things should be bought from healthcare practitioners because they're doctors only or provider only companies. So they only give accounts to those providers. And then some, you know, are fine being in the store. Nordic Naturals, for example, has a different line for the store versus healthcare professionals. And actually, since I don't shop for them in the store, I shop for them from myself. I don't know the difference. I don't know if they're lower doses. So it's fine for people to self-dose. I'm not exactly sure about what their differences are, but every company is a little different. Other brands that a lot of healthcare professionals use, definitely a lot of functional dietitians, integrative dietitians, Zymogen, um, pure encapsulations, just because of the purity issues, because I'm usually helping people avoid a lot of like sensitivities. Um... What else? Seeking Health, Designs for Health might be the same same name. Um, those are just a few of them. So I hope that was really helpful there. You know, there's lots of great companies out there. There's a lot of poor companies out there. You just have to do a little bit of research. It's probably not on your shelf of your big box store if you need some guidance on where not to look. That's usually not the best place to start. Let me know if this episode is helpful. And if you have a question, please send it to hello at lessstresslife.com. I've been wondering if we should have a little bit of a Facebook group and talk about stress relief activities and just all the things under that umbrella. You can let me know again, hello at lessstresslife.com. I will look forward to your comments. And by the way, you would be my best friend if you went back to the search bar, subscribed, and wrote a review because those make me so happy. You guys are the best, best, bestest in the westest or east, north, and south. I will talk to you next week. Can't wait to keep sharing with you and let me know how I can help. Talk to you soon.